This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about the movie Rad. It was pretty cool. Hey, it was borderline radical. <laughs> <laughs> this came out in 1986, directed by Hal Needham, which is one of the best names ever. Um, written, Nobody calls me Chicken Needham. Nobody. <laughs> written by Sam Bernard, Jeffrey Edwards, starring Bart Connor, Lori Laughlin, Bill Allen, and a bunch of other jabronis. Really, just Talia Shire and. Oh, that's right. And uh, well, they're basically and, and Becky, yeah, yeah. Talia Shire got a Talia Shire in this movie. Hey, but we'll uh. We'll talk about that later. So, uh, Scott, you nominated this uh, movie. Why did you nominate this fine film? <laughs> so, I think, I don't know if it was on my list or not, but a, another podcast I listened to prompted me to want to do one of our own. Uh, the How Did This Get Made podcast was talking about this. Um, and mostly because some of their, their talking points sparked my own memories and you know, I, I needed to see this again to see how ridiculous it was. Uh, but I do remember, I, I, like so many other movies, I vaguely remember seeing this in the theaters or at the drive-thru. But I definitely saw it uh, quite a bit as a kid. And on cable, for sure. But I probably haven't seen this movie in at least 25 years. Alright. Um, I don't remember if I saw this in the movie theater. I know I was really into it. So I had the poster on my wall. One of the few movie posters I actually had on my wall as a kid was from this movie. And it's him doing the the flip. I don't remember if I saw the movie theater or not. And I remember I didn't like it that much. But I was so into BMX biking and freestyle biking that I, it was right up my alley. It was perfectly... I was the target audience for this and I still didn't like it that much. But um, I definitely it was a big movie of my childhood. This and thrashing. I was a much better biker than I was a skateboarder. <laughs> Alex. This is the first time I've ever seen it. I've heard about it for years. This and, you know, Gleaming the Cube. Uh, the closest thing that I saw to one of these bike skateboarding movies was... What was that Police Academy one? Three. Police, was it three? Where it starts Since out with the guys show. on sketch scores? Yeah. Yeah, uh, David Spade. Yeah, David Spade. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I missed that whole, like, era of uh, sports, quote-unquote, sports movies. When it came to, like, bicycles, rollerblades, and uh, uh, skateboards. But yeah, I saw this one. Alright. We should, we'll be doing Airborne next week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Noah. <laughs> Podcast just turns into thrashing in character. All right, well, let's get into it. As usual, we're just going to talk about seven items from the movie. Scott, why don't you lead us off? What's your number seven? Uh, just to preface this, this might... 
I don't know if this is the most notes that I've taken on a movie, but it's definitely up there. <laughs> Pretty much every scene was like, oh, I should write this down. Uh, so it was it was difficult to distill that into seven. Um, but I'll start with the the crazy. I'm just going to assume she's a cat lady. The crazy cat lady, who, with like her crazy bug eyes, always talks about what a nice boy crew is. Like, oh yeah! <laughs> every time it made me laugh. He's such a nice boy. <laughs> like when, oh, somebody help me out! I've got to get my cake, and there's all these people standing. Yeah, there. and I've got a pie in the oven. <laughs> yeah, and the crew is like, "Oh, I'll help you out." Oh, he's such a nice boy. And then you, he opens up into the parade, which I'm going to say about. But like, he, apparently, crew is the only one that could help her out. And then she pops up again in the in the meeting, basically saying the same thing. Yeah. But he's such a nice boy. And then <laughs> Talia Shire happens to sit next to her. Oh, do you know the boy in red? He's such a nice boy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> such a weird, like, one-note character. This, this, this Talia Shire just said, he can't win. <laughs> yeah, he can't do it. Uh, but yeah, the crazy lady, the he's such a nice boy lady, is my number seven. <laughs> All right, Alex, what's your number seven? My number seven is just, <laughs> it's kind of expected for a movie like this to end on a freeze frame, but it was very lame. It was, you know, because uh, in Karate Kid, they kind of do the same thing, but he's being lifted up with a big trophy. He's like, Miyagi, I did it. And then a close up to Mr. Miyagi, like being very proud mm-hmm. and stuff. Something like very meaningful. <laughs> it should have ended on her face. <laughs> Bug Eye Lady's face. <laughs> Whoa. No, what? <laughs> crew should have ended on her face. <laughs> the movie should have ended with a close-up of her because she believed in crew the whole time. You yeah, pervert. that's true. Yeah, still. Second movie is going to be her stalking him now that he's rich and famous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the uh, uh, spoiler alert, the heel turn Bart comes over. He's like, yeah, I might have a job. Oh, well, maybe we could use another racer on team, you know, rad. And then they slowly just, <laughs> very slowly just lift up his bike. And then the movie ends. I was like, what? <laughs> what the hell is that? Yeah, White Bart, as I was calling mm-hmm. him. Oh, yeah, White Bart. <laughs> All right. Well, this kind of leads into my number seven, which is the bad guy in this movie. And the bad guy really isn't Bart. Bart doesn't really do anything in this movie. Just right, his... he's a... He's a bit of a dick, but that's it. He rolls, he rolls around town all day with his groupies. Yeah, that's which it. Is, which is hilarious. <laughs> and Tom X and Zamot. Don't forget that. Damn it, you beat me to it, you fucker. <laughs> you gotta be quick, Scott. Uh, who is that? The twins, the, obviously. The Cobra, yeah, the G.I. Joe Cobra twins. Uh, oh. Tom X and Zamot. <laughs> Damn it, Alex. They have the same hair, too. Yeah. <laughs> I immediately thought like about them. Yeah. And at one point, they're wearing, like, basically Cobra outfits. When they're yeah. <laughs> when they're doing that to dance. Oh, man. Uh, yep. But yeah, Bart himself doesn't really... It's like He doesn't steal his girl. Like at The whole time I was like, oh, okay, that girl that he keeps hitting on at school, he's going to steal her. And like, no, if anything, Crew takes the girl that he wants. And it's just whatever. But the main bag, the older guy who's putting on this hell track, I don't understand the plot of this movie. And it's not that complicated. Barely... So, so um, you mentioned the director, Jeff. Uh, Hal Needham, Needham, how it's pronounced. Uh, he he was a stunt director or stunt man coordinator or whatever turn director. Uh-huh. So his IMDb list is is 
no pun intended, pretty rad. Uh, <laughs> Cannonball Run. <Nice. laughs> uh, Cannonball Run 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Body Slam, which should go on somebody's list here. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, a whole bunch of uh, like smoking the Bandit bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just... The, the, the bad guy in this was just cracking me up. And then, but the fact that the kid wasn't. And that's why I kept, except for that Bart kid to do something really dicky. Like, I was ex- expecting Karate Kid or something, like him to be Johnny. He had the blonde hair and everything. He said he had his, the twins. And he never ever did it. He was just kind of like, eh. Anyway, yeah. that's, that's my number seven. Mm-hmm. Scott, what's your number six? Okay. Number six was, uh, I have written down here. Holy shit, they're actually going through all the races before the race starts. <laughs> I know. I had to pad this movie out somehow. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, they start going through and it's like, this is Steve. I don't remember any of the names, but like Steve Barone from Hollywood for Team Whatever. And then this is Dave, Dave Davison from Team GT from Houston, Texas. And they just go on down the line. Like, what about Quadro De Niro? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> the, it just... It, I, I didn't understand like, why they thought that was going to be a good idea. Maybe, maybe they just didn't want to pay these guys, and they were like, all right, we can't pay you, but you'll, you'll get a little bit of screen time. A little no, bit of face time. It's the pad, this freaking movie, because... Mm-hmm. We'll just we'll get more into it, but there's definitely some scenes in this is just about showing kids riding bikes. Like they had an idea for a movie, no, there, and then there, they. There was. <laughs> I, I'm 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 almost positive there was a mandate in this movie that if we go more than two minutes between scenes where somebody's not on a bike, then we fail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, do you think those guys were professionals, quote unquote, at the time, and they were giving them like a little screen time? Yeah. And there's no other so. fucking reason. Like, yeah, they want they probably wanted to pan out the movie a little bit, but plus who, the who gave a shit about the any of these guys because they all the had the bicycle. Helmets on. Yeah, they they all had the helmets on during the race, so it didn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we have to see these guys? Is it, it was it was bonkers. It was... Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number six. My number six is I'm posing a question here to you guys in the last heat. Of the qualifying races, did crew cheat? <laughs> Shortcuts or what? Hundred percent, and he cheats in the in the hell race too. And apparently, <laughs> and apparently that's yeah. Okay. He cuts, he does the Yoshi cheat on the hell track. Apparently, <laughs> apparently shortcuts are not only okay, but they're crowd pleasers. Mm-hmm. Because it was way more egregious in the qualifiers. Because yeah, he cuts you know a tree and everything off on one turn, but you can still see the that he's within the flags. But down the straightaway, everybody's riding on the dirt within the flags, and he <laughs> just goes out onto the pavement. Yeah. And then he has to jump like a ticker tape <laughs> that's like the boundary for the track. It's like, come on. Not, not only does he cheat, but he fucking takes a guy out. Like, he makes another dude. Oh, when dude, he fell? He makes another dude. So, on the third lap, or the third heat, or whatever, yeah. he makes a dude eat shit. Like, he takes a guy out. The good guy, our protagonist. (laughs) 
Oh, he's a hometown hero. <laughs> through, through what amounts to basically cheating, takes a guy out. And nobody says a goddamn thing. Yeah. Well, he's crew. Can we stop? Can, can, can we talk a little bit for just a moment here about how his name is Crew? C R U. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I I guess it's better than like his name is like Johnny Utah or Lance Harbor or something like that. I don't know. But... No, those are way better names. Should have been something. Just Crew. Just Crew. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't think anyway. too hard about it. Anyway. You can't win, crew. I just assumed it was a nickname of some kind. His name is really, really Crusher. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. All right. Uh, my number six is Lori Laughlin looks like Lori Laughlin in this movie. I don't think Aunt <laughs> Becky changed her hair ever. I, I don't. I haven't really been paying attention to, to the news lately. With all her bad stuff she's been doing. But I was like, well, she looks exactly like Aunt Becky. Which I know that show came out just a few years after this. But she looks exactly the same. Just younger in this. She's kind of hot. Yeah, she always was. (laughs) Aunt Becky was always hot. But it just, I don't know. Her hairstyle, everything was like, it's her, just younger. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I have more to say about her bike riding skills later. (laughs) Yes. So (laughs) I have a lot to say. <laughs> well, I thought it was cool. I didn't know I'd know anybody in this movie. So when she showed up, I was like, oh, it's Aunt Becky. Oh, it's a lady who cheats to get her kids into into school. But um, it was good to see her in her very 80s. And then, and I don't think I ever saw her anything where she was supposedly a teenager. Um, which I probably this She was probably 25 or something when this thing came out. But. Well, the, the main dude's 23. Okay. When he filmed this. So there you go. But he's in high school. I don't know if she was supposed to be in high school, but yeah, he I was, definitely I was, was. I was. I was wondering about that. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number five. Number five was... <laughs> I I started calling him Officer Slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is, like, the worst cop of all time as far as, like, actually being... Like, doing his job. Because <laughs> he just seems to spend all of his time fucking around with the local kids... Or or sitting around in town hall meetings, like like he's the only the only police officer in town. But I I I was laughing when he got up at the end for that was supposed to be an inspirational speech. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, where he's, he basically said like, "Crew needs money, and we're gonna have to live with it." Like that was basically the speech. Yeah. And he never takes off the sunglasses, which I actually really appreciated. <laughs> he left those fucking things, those ass kicking sunglasses on the whole time. But uh, the part where he's chasing him through the lumber yard or whatever that is. Yeah. Like, that looked wildly unsafe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Like, I, I mean, obviously they set up some kind of like track behind the, the wood piles or whatever. But all it would take is for one of those logs to give and, and then he'd be fucking dead. Or they'd fall over on the cop. Either way. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when it's all said and done, when they get away from the cop and they're back on the highway, they're on the highway. Like I get it, they're they're in a small town and there's not a ton of traffic, but they're on the fucking two lane highway. Like and you hear every time they're out on the highway, you can hear trucks honking their horns. Like it's just mm-hmm. a matter of time before one of those kids becomes roadkill. <laughs> just a matter of time. Yep. I can't believe those kids are back on the interstate. Anyway, 
Officer Slaughter. That's my number five. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Alex, number five. Uh, my number five is also Hot Aunt Becky. <laughs> All right. She looked all right. I mean, she, she, especially in the dance when she was doing her bite tricks and that very 80s outfit she was wearing. But at the end when she was wearing that bicycle suit, holy crap. Yeah. Little the zipper down a little bit. Even a little bit. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's a deep neck. Mm-hmm. It went down to her flowers. Yeah. You were like, you were, uh, damn it. I'm trying to think of something little stupid Michelle would say on the show, and I can't come up with anything. <laughs> you got it, dude. dude. <laughs> yeah. Cut it out. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, my number five is why does Adrian always have to ruin shit? So, <laughs> guys, is having a mentioned. good time. He's training for a thing, and she has to give a bunch of bullshit, and then. Well, the SATs. Yeah. They're very important. Yeah, her husband back then. Her husband beats her, and she has to go crying to her brother about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Tally Shia plays the mom, goes in there, and won't let him rape. Won't, won't let him be in the big race. Won't let Rocky fight in the big fight. Oh yeah, it's the big race. Uh, I think it must have been a pretty sweet paycheck for her. Yeah. Why was she in this? <laughs> she she's in it for like five minutes, and they're all like half the scenes are just at the house real quick. And then and then she's in the bleachers, which, by yeah. the way, look like they fucking hold 20 people. Yeah. And which... she did not look excited at all to be there. And then there's never a shot of her actually, like, in, like, <laughs> to, to, to suggest that she's actually there. I was in The Godfather, for fuck's sake, and now <laughs> yeah. I'm in Rad. Yeah, what are you doing? Uh... But yeah, I just thought it was funny that she was pretty much played the roles she was born to play. I guess at least in the Rocky. And yeah, in the other one, she doesn't do. She doesn't go to Michael and be like, stop, stop killing everybody. Stop killing my husband. And then she finally goes, you're going to do it. And he starts strangling her husband and everything. Yeah. Anyway, that's my number five. Scott, number four. Number four is the... The parade they have <laughs> going through town. They're like, well, oh, the, nice parade you got like the BMX. And then they're like, BMX is coming through town for this whatever hell race thing. And the everybody's lined up in this small town for this. And yeah, the one character says to the other, like, this is some parade, Bert. Some parade. Uh, meanwhile, the parade is like a fire truck. The, these people that are coming for the BMX literally driving into town. <laughs> yeah. These are not floats. These are not <laughs> like decorated in any way. These people like are in their like at least the one dude's like at one point shows them driving convertible, but here the top is down. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. But yeah, Aunt Becky is in a fucking like Bronco. Like <laughs> you can't even see these people. <laughs> And then there's like one clown and some Shriners. <laughs> and clown. the whole thing is followed up by like the semi truck that's like bringing supplies into town. <laughs> this is the this is the big fancy parade. <laughs> oh man. Killed me. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. The Shriners they got real Shriners to come out. <laughs> Those little cars. 
And I bet those guys are like super happy about it too. So good on them. They got to be in a movie. All right. Alex, number four. My number four is the heels. I kind of like the heels. They're pretty good, especially that, yeah, that main boss. It was weird because, <laughs> remember, he had a really stupid name, the old man heel. Like some, like Doug Fast or, or oh, Doug Best. Best. And he wants to talk with crew. And so, here, crew, I've got a proposition for you. And then they cut away. <laughs> and then when they cut back, crew's like, no, you and I have different opinions about what, you know, successful and being happy is. So I was like, what the hell did he offer? Yeah. Like, we, we don't even know what the hell happened there. Suspense. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. They have some kind of conflict. Because nothing mm. fucking happened for the first 60 minutes of the movie. Yeah, I know. Also, he doesn't park, like, right outside the pizza place. He has to block, like, three blocks over. <laughs> crew has to find him. Uh, but anyways, him and his lackey, <coughs> pencil-thin mustache, always changing, though. It's a new rule. Yeah. I like I that. <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. No, go, go ahead. Oh, man, it's kind of unrelated. The uh, Yeah, the lackey fucking killed me because he couldn't say racing. He kept saying racy. So he did he did it like he did it a couple times in that same conversation where he said, No no sponsor, no racy. And then he finished it up by saying, If you don't come up with the money, no racy. Like, what? <laughs> like human beings. He was trying don't to talk, talk like to that. him like they Yeah, like they were talking to him like babies. Yeah, hey, no racy for baby. Yeah, something like that. It was it was an odd choice. Yeah, are you guys gonna talk about the other, like the mayor or whoever that guy is, the guy from Popeye and Fast Ray, Times? Ray Walston. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Hand. Like, yeah, audible mention, but yeah, not not a whole. Lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw the face turn a mile away, but at least they they tried doing some more character depth than having everybody one note. So. Yeah, I was just like at the beginning when he's doing the paper route scene and he throws a paper and knocks his coffee down. Oh, kids. It's like bullshit. That old man would have gone crazy if he kept knocking his coffee over every morning. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I did like when he does the the paper out at the end, and like how fucking stoked everybody in town is. Of like, <laughs> all right, I got my paper without that guy being without that kid being a dick about it. <laughs> Everybody's like on cloud nine. The best part is Ray Walson's like balancing the cups, but then he bends over to pick up the the, the paper, and you can see the box at it like. I don't know, like a 30 degree angle. Yeah. <laughs> Those cups are fucking glued on there. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I was laughing again, honorable mention to the, to the good paper route. Like, how does that kid still yeah. have that job? <laughs> and the thing is, he's trying to complete his paper route, you know, within a certain time. But really, all he has to do is just, just start a little bit earlier. Just start five minutes earlier. You know what? Well, he they may not get the papers from the whoever gives the papers to the paper boy. Nah, he's got them. Yeah. Well, it does seem like he's going all over town. He's not just going door to door, which seems his, his route seems a little uh... suspect. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just had the thought they should have just named this movie Paperboy, <laughs> and there you yeah. go. It would have been the Paperboy movie. Mm-hmm. 
Video game tie-in is all set. Yep. Scott, this was made in 1986. Rad was the word. Was this... What came first, this or Paperboy? Hmm. Mm. I didn't know Paperboy was a movie. Actually, no, it's uh, a video game. Jeff, you, you mentioned the oh. title. The uh, the original title for this was supposed to be Balls Out. <laughs> somehow, right. somehow they got shot down. <laughs> I'm not joking. All right. I don't know where we left off. Scott or Alex, did you go yet? Yeah, that okay. was mine. All right, so my number four is there's a couple times in this movie where oh, you want to see the water slide and they go in it like fully clothed. <laughs> the ass slide. <laughs> yes, the ass slide. But there's another time where there's like they're showing the romantic, you know, the young love, but they're just like fully just buttoned up to their neck, their shoes and everything, just go into the lake. Real cool. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I kept trying to think of, like, other movies, like Karate Kid and stuff. And it was just, like, it's so bad. The ass slide is great because they they do it. And then they, they show them standing up. And then it shows them going down again. And it's the same fucking shot. Because they're completely dry. <laughs> and then they, they get in again in the next shot. And they're dry again. Like, what the fuck is happening? Ass slide. You, it instant dries you off. I guess so. There's like one point where after they jump in the goddamn lake again. Was, yeah, thank you for pointing that out, Jeff. <laughs> Apparently that's all there is to do in this town. Yeah. Uh, but, you, but you can't go in in your bathing suit, because that'd no, be weird. No, no, no. Uh, when they're in that, whatever, the, the shack, making hot coke or whatever, and he's like staring off. <laughs> and she's like, what are you thinking about? Oh, it's just been a crazy week. Like, this whole movie takes place over a week. Like, they fall in love, like, his sister and her become best friends, mm-hmm. which was weird. They, 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 the whole town raises sixty thousand dollars, whatever it is, fifty thousand dollars. It's this is a very like accelerated timeline. Uh, there's no lawyers in town to actually read any of these contracts, and they keep nope. changing on them. Nope. <laughs> yeah. There's one cop. <laughs> All right, Scott, number three. Number three, so I remember this being a lot cooler when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, so shit. You really? Well, no, well, something specifically, though. Like, uh, the final race. I I, I, didn't, I had envisioned the actual Hell Track looking a lot cooler than it did. It, it disappointed. <laughs> but it's got a bull. It, it had the bull. And a you know, springboard at the end. The only cool part of the, the track was the... The ramp at the oh. the end. The drop in. Well, the, well, the ramp at the beginning is cool, okay. but the, the one you had to like clear the the ramp like before you got back up to the top. Oh, like the tabletop thing. Is that what you're talking about? Anyway, you had to, you had to go up the ramp and yeah, jump over. Yeah, it was really steep. Yeah, it was really yeah. steep. Anyway, I I thought there was like other cool shit and yeah, like it just a bunch of hills for like. What felt like forty-five minutes of them like going up and down, pedaling really hard. Not a whole lot happening. Uh, yeah, it was just disappointing, and just they 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 talk about this race the whole time, and then it finally happens, and it's just yeah. I guess that's cool, sort of. <laughs> it, just very disappointing. A uh, little more trivia on that. Originally the. The opening wall was even higher, but all the writers they got were like, "Fuck no, like, <laughs> <laughs> like we don't want to die." So they had to shorten the wall to what we saw in the 
final movie. And also, nobody was able to actually finish the fucking track. Like, I, they didn't specify why that was. It probably had to do with, like, just getting tired. Like, there's no way anybody's going to do four fucking laps of that thing. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I, so it kind of... It looked very familiar to me. Like, it did not much change. Only other than that stupid diving board thing that Alex talked about in the, in the tub or whatever. That was stupid. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck that thing came from. But it kind of reminded me. The only thing is I remember uh, the flip being, like, much grander. Like, that was this big epic thing. Maybe because that was my poster or whatever. But it was just a little flip. And he cheated with it. Other than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you guys remember that BMX bike track that was off of? God, I want to say it was at the YMCA or something. It was like off of the yeah. five or something. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, Brian raced in it one time. Actually, won the whole thing. <laughs> Everyone crashed at the beginning. He just got to go through the whole thing. Default, <laughs> default, <laughs> something like that. But yeah, it was a big deal because we were really into. To biking back then, but that's so that's kind of reminded me of that. Obviously, that one was more built up because in the movies, but it was very yeah. similar. Just back and forth, bumps, 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 jumps, hills, turns, switchbacks. Anyway, all right, uh, Alex, number three. My number three is Crew. I like the kid. <laughs> you can tell like uh, they they set up really well. How you know he's well liked in the town. Everybody knows him. He's pretty popular. Uh, all the preppies hate him uh, everybody's pretty you know all right with him he, he's down with the grown-ups he's parental safe i guess you could call it so i like it when everybody came together you know to help him out at the end yeah it was nice <laughs> yeah, it was nice yeah he's an all-around good guy yeah he wasn't like a thug he wasn't like the city thug he was a, kind of like a, a biker but he wasn't like the dick, right? Like, except for except the, to the preppies the yeah. and the paper wrap. <laughs> yeah. But even then, he got it in their driveway. It wasn't like he was not giving them their paper. Mm-hmm. He was a teenager. Come on, and he knew where they're gonna be, like the old men in the boats. Here you go. Yeah, that was him. That was, that, was, that was the that was the girl who I didn't realize was a girl until like forty five minutes in the movie. <laughs> yeah, same here. What what girl? It's like two best friends, but one of them was a girl. What? No. Yeah, because they start da- the other two. They start dating at one point. Once he starts dating Lori La- Laughlin, then they start going together. His two friends. Oh. All of a sudden, she starts like starting wearing clothing that <laughs> yeah. is less androgynous. I don't know how else to, <laughs> to explain. Oh, uh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. But was, yeah. Okay, so we're all on the same page, and I I realized it, but yeah, it was only like yeah, forty minutes. I was like, oh shit, that's a girl. I just noticed it right now when you guys are talking about it. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Uh, my number three is the bike dancing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I have more to say about this. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> oh, no. It's just that they're at the... It's not prom, but whatever. The, the dance, the kick. They're after, the, after that awesome parade, they have an awesome dance or whatever. <laughs> and it's then, so fucking amazing. Yeah. He keeps trying to ask because the high school girl he has a crush on to go, she won't go. So he just shows up with his bike and starts doing tricks in front of the dance. Like, oh, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? <laughs> and then, yeah, but it worked. 
Lori yeah. Laughlin's there and she sees him and she just gets her bike out and goes, follow me, stud or whatever. And they go in there and have pretty much a uh, Saturday Night a Fever or <laughs> yeah. airplane-esque type dance. Mm-hmm. And uh, the faraway shots, it's, you know, some people in, with wigs on and stuff doing it. And then when they close up, it's just their body and you can't even see the bike. Because they're, uh, they're obviously being tugged around on a cart or something. Yeah. That's the best uh. part. <laughs> they were like, obviously, I'm like a turntable. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they, they had to get some close shots to, to prove that it wasn't stunt doubles for the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I did like how everybody was so into it, too. Yeah. Like, imagine, real quick, if you'd never seen anybody ride a bicycle before in your life. Somebody shows up at a dance in these BMX things and starts bike dancing. You'd be like, "Oh, this is cool for like for like two minutes," unless you were like twelve years old. Then, like you, like you were talking about earlier, Jeff, then they'd be like, "Oh, I need one of those." But otherwise, you'd be like, "Okay, well, that was interesting. <laughs> Let's get back to an actual dance." Nope, it was on for forty minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it had a balance beam and everything. Oh yeah, it's the scenes where they'd stand up, and literally, like it felt like uh, slow motion. Yeah, what was is it? Is it airplane? Is when she starts spinning him around, and he's just like has his arms in the back, and oh, just it's bad. <laughs> yeah, they would never show like below the knees or whatever because they they're on the turntable or the cart. Yeah, oh. so, uh, the best part is when Aunt Becky's like sliding down backwards onto the seat. Like, like I wonder how many takes that took. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big action shot. Yeah. yeah. So. Stunt credit. <laughs> Bike dancing is my number three. Scott. Uh, so my number two. Oh, yeah, you're number two. Yeah. Yeah, my number two. Um, so just, I, I don't know how to describe this exactly, but this is like some kind of heightened reality or alternate universe where people give a shit about bmx so the height of popularity for bmx i, I don't know maybe there's some like x games thing where there, there is a crowd for this an audience for this but outside of a bunch of 12 year olds who's gonna give a shit about any of these people and yet the whole movie starts with like oh we're gonna bring bmx in and all the kids know who all the bmx people are the adults know it's supposed to be this this huge event they're gonna bring in like <laughs> million viewers it's gonna put this little town on the map uh like none, none of it makes sense like zero and also yeah they're going around like the the actual pros are going around with like these groupies um and they're getting sponsored for like 50 grand each like it, it, it none of it none of it makes sense <laughs> and i love it I mean, but I think, yeah, it's yeah. just made for, it was made for us as kids. It was made for us 12-year-olds. And that's, this, the budget of this movie was probably $12 and. <laughs> and change. Yeah. And it's just, it's a kid's movie. That's, that's all it could be. Yeah. No, no parent was going to see this. And, and so for that reason, you don't have to have it make sense why it's, it doesn't make any sense that the BMX coming yeah. to town is a big thing. I did, I did like how the, the, the initial meeting about this, a couple of the townspeople raising a stink about how, the kids aren't going to be allowed to race in their own backyard. Like, what does that even mean? Like, you know what it means. I, I don't. The the qualifying <laughs> the, the qualifying races were like through a fucking party. It was basically like a cross country course. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is 
come on, a little more effort. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> At least they actually had to make that final chorus. But yeah. anyway, just just the love the the level of excitement for BMX, and then they go to the big dance, and the BMX people were the stars there, and like that that the the face the ADR DJ. <laughs> yeah <laughs> nowhere to be seen it's like calling out people by name like oh it looks like Bard and the twins are gonna do some dancing and, and Cruz in last place yeah <laughs> I, I did like how there was a choreographed dance number before the bike dancing <laughs> by the way just toss yeah. them out there yeah. anyway that's my number two also it's called <laughs> Hell Track which is hilarious it's a family event Hell Track all right, Alex, number two. My number two is the music. I did not expect such a kick-ass soundtrack <laughs> from this movie. <laughs> what the, what they're doing? You mentioned the BMX dancing, and they're, do, they're doing a dance to send me an angel <laughs> yeah. right now. I mean, that's that's so, that that, awesome. That song because of that scene's been stuck in my my head since I was like eight or whatever. This fucking <laughs> it's stuck in my head now. Every time I hear that song, what was the other big one? During the race? It was uh, Thunder in Your Heart. Thunder yeah. in Your Heart. Yeah. Which also got played in uh, a movie that we did. Uh, Star Wars? T- Turbo Kid. Oh, Turbo Kid. Yeah. That's right. Borrowed from this. Uh, I should watch Turbo Kid again. That movie's great. It also has bicycles. It does. Yeah. Hence using that song. But uh, yeah, the music I did not expect it to be the, to be rocking out to this to this movie, but I did. But I, I did, some, yeah. I love me some cheesy '80s music. <laughs> All right, well, that goes into my number two a little. It's the intro music and ex intro music, outro music with bike stunts, and it literally <laughs> goes on for two hours. <laughs> Guys just doing little bunny oh. hops on their bikes, just bounce, bounce, bounce. The guy it's, with the Terrible rat tail and oh just God. bounce, 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 flip steering wheels, uh, handlebars, flip, flip. By the way, first of all, all that stuff's not even done on BMX bikes. Those are freestyle bikes. They're totally getting their stuff confused here. But whatever, mm-hmm. I'll allow it. Um, it just goes on forever. But as a kid, I know I loved it. And I was, uh, yeah, it had brought back some memories. But, oh, boy. You're talking about padding the movie. At least, at least the other one goes over the end credits. Yeah. So at that point, you're like, okay, this movie's over. But the the initial part, yeah, that goes on for like 25 minutes. <laughs> yes. And it gets old very quickly. It does. The little and hops. It's very foggy, but then for some shot, it's it's like clear blue skies. And it's like, what's going on? Where are these people? Yeah. And and I actually watched the entire ending. And there's a Watch couple times the that those, those guys, like, what about a couple times they've messed up? Like, they didn't pull it off clean, and then they're just like, whatever. It was totally in the shot. <laughs> yeah. That's the end credits. Nobody's going to stay till the end. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Intro music with awesome bike stunts. It's my number two. All right, Scott. Number one. Number one's the bike dancing. <laughs> uh, like, you guys talked Send about. Send me your name, Jill. The amazing song. They they go out, and it all starts again with the faceless DJ. <gasps> He's like super excited. Could it be that Christian and Bart are going to do some bike boogie for us? <laughs> and it turns could it out, be? Turns out, could it be? Yeah. Turns out <laughs> to be a crew. 
And uh, just the, the way it starts where they jump, like, from off screen onto the floor from, like, the camera panning up. And they've got, like, the spotlight on them, the, the turntable stunts, uh, the fact that they're both wearing, yeah, like, sparkly outfits. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get why she might have had it. Like, is the 80s fashion. But why the fuck is he wearing anything that sparkles? Because uh, his sister made it for him. Oh, okay. Yeah, see? There you go. I mean, uh, you guys got to pull up. Go on IMDb and pull up the photos. There's this one still shot. Uh, it's the far shot. And Laurie Laughlin stunt double looks like Kylo Ren. No, okay. So, <laughs> so what I was going to say is that her stunt double was clearly Steve Perry. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> she been gone. <laughs> I mean, the hair color doesn't even match. Like, it's so bad. Yeah, it's so... Like... Uh, they... Like, they couldn't, they couldn't have found... Like, in 1986, there wasn't a single woman that was actually doing this that could have come in to do the stunts for her. <laughs> Apparently not. Nope. <laughs> Instead, they had to get Steve Perry mm-hmm. <laughs> to, do, to do her bike stunts. <laughs> and I should have been gone. <laughs> Oh, Sherry. Yeah, it was... Oh, man. I, I was dying. Like, there, there's this one really good shot, like, toward the end of the bike dancing, where you, like, you pretty much see the dude's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was... It was... It was, uh... Yeah. There just came a point during that, the whole filming of that, where they just stopped giving a fuck. Like, well, it was probably about the time when they started spinning him on the turntable. <laughs> They're like holding hands. I, uh, I just uh, sent you guys a couple pictures. Look at it. I think you can see guys' mustache in one of these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other one's a close-up of her, but this is where Harry. she's totally sitting on a <laughs> on a turntable with just her hands, her hands in the air. Oh my god, yeah. so funny. All right. So, so yeah, this is. This was inspired the the whole thing, like yeah, the execution could have been better, but the uh, <laughs> just the, the end result is magical. So bike right. dancing is is strong number one for me. <laughs> All right, Alex, number one. My number one is the stunt because I mean some of the bike flips and bike riding was was cool and it you know it takes some skill to do all that stuff. But the wipeouts that they had in some of those races look fucking rough. Like, oh my gosh. Especially when they were, like, colliding against each other. There was a few bodies that went down. You know, you had to get back up and keep riding. <clears throat> so I thought all that stunt work was pretty cool. Well, that was my favorite part. Oh, and then when he keeps trying to do the flip on the mattresses, and then Laurie Laughlin tells him not to be a pussy, and he pulls the mattresses. He runs flat on his back. Jeebus. That was... That was... The only genuinely funny line in the whole movie, when when she tells him, like, "Oh, you over rotated." No shit. <laughs> yeah. I just realized they uh, Dark Knight Rises stole that. Jump into the top with the rope. If you have the rope on, you'll never make it. If you have the mattresses down, you'll never make it. See, uh, got the safety line. Mm-hmm. Except he didn't make it. No. He, he did more. He overdid it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number one is the last the end race, but more invo- more importantly, like I mentioned, the nostalgia. As I was 
really into BMX and freestyle bike when I was a kid. Like this was my main thing. I did skateboarding and some bodyboarding and stuff as a kid, but biking was like my favorite thing. And so this just brought back so many memories. So I'm unfairly going to give this movie higher rate, higher uh, rating than it should, just because <laughs> it just reminded me of being a kid, especially in 1986. Um, just the ter- like. Bringing back Mongoose and GT, some of these words I haven't heard in forever, was just really cool for me to watch during this movie. Um, and the end race, I actually liked. I just, standing up and riding a bike really fast, like something just, just, I don't know, just stuff that brought back a lot of memories for me. So that I had to make that my number one. Because this movie is dog shit. But that, <laughs> the fact that it was about this made it why I didn't hate it there's a lot of movies I've hated watching way more than this and that's for that reason alone it's just, this is something I really enjoyed doing as a kid and that's why I stuck through it so that's my number one alright any honorable mentions mine was the paper delivery which you guys already mentioned so yeah. <laughs> mine was Adrian being typecast yeah. uh, Alex already stole it with the, the Cobra twins Tomax and Zama <laughs> Fucking guys! They even repeated whatever the those, other one was those, saying too. Those, those, god damn it! Those fucking outfits they were wearing at the dance too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, it was their fault too that they came in bike dancing because they okay. cleared the, the room in the center of the dance floor. That is true. Yeah. Oh god, I'm looking up this these Tomax and Zama. Oh, you're, you guys are 100 percent right. <laughs> Except one doesn't have a scar, but other than that, yeah. That's hilarious. So All right. everybody, before before we give our ratings, everybody should see this movie. That's true, at least once. <laughs> I, I disagree, but <laughs> if you happen to be like me and you did like riding bikes a lot as a kid, then okay, then you should watch it. Or if you're a you know a twelve year old child right now watching it, and you shouldn't be listening to our podcast, but if you are, maybe you'll like this. Right up or, your alley. Yeah, I'm teaching my boys how to ride their bikes. They got they got pretty excited about some of the stunts. There you go. Yeah, they lost interest after a while, but they came back for the big race. So I was going to say, uh, something I was going to bring up. So I had uh, two bikes growing up. I had a BMX bike and I had a freestyle bike. And I could do some, I could do very few of these tricks. There were a couple that I could do, like, uh, like stand on the front pegs and spin the bike around. A couple of those things, but very few. Uh, were you guys able to do anything like that? Do you even have bikes? Kids, you had that the special rotor that allowed your bike to your front uh, wheel to spin without the brake cable getting. No, no I, I, oh yeah, I had had a mountain bike. Okay, I did. I did learn how to like. I could ride that thing without using my hands at all. Uh huh. That was that was about it though. Yeah, I was able to stand on the st- uh, the seat and the handlebar and surf it and. Except I had one of my worst crashes of all time doing that, but uh, <laughs> I was able to do it for the most part. And and try that at home, kids. <laughs> and then my BMX bike, yeah, we were all about just, I think most boys, making a jump, and we would just make big jumps. And The the neighbor kid that grew up next to us, their family was really big into motocross, so they had access to all sorts of motocross type stuff, but we just turn it into BMX type stuff, and we'd... Uh, all sorts, and he was really good. I was always trying to keep up with him. I was never as good, but it was always fun. We did that stuff nonstop. So. And then my my freestyle bike got stolen twice, and my BMX bike got stolen once, and I got them all back. So, do you guys know this story or no? No. Mm-mm. All right. So I had my 
first I had the freestyle bike, and it was like this turquoise blue, and it was in the garage. And by the way, my parents' house is situated. The garage is at the very back of a long driveway. And my my dad was uh, out of town. He was actually up in the mountains with our dog, and it was just and maybe my brother because I think it was just me and my mom that were home. And my mom sent me to the grocery store to get some stuff, and the garage door happened to be open. And when I came home, there was this, this group of kids on the corner, and they were looking at me, and they're acting kind of weird. And then as I rounded the corner, some dude just comes running, uh, racing by me on my bike. And I just freaked out. I started crying. I run, just ran home. Mom, so they stole my bike. They stole my bike. Our next door neighbor, who was in a, a big biker gang, he got on his Harley, started chasing him down. He couldn't find him. All right. Bike's gone. Like a week later, two weeks later, my mom was dropping me off at school and she recognized somebody on my bike. She kind of followed them, followed them, and they, they were onto her. And somehow she ended up tracking it down. Like she she parked, but she was like in her bathrobe because she was just dropping us off at school. She didn't really think she'd have to get out or anything. So, but she came back with my dad. They couldn't find it, but they called the cops and they opened the garage and apparently it was there. So I got that bike back. Um, so after that nice. point, after that point, my dad's like, "All right, you guys always have to lock up your bikes in the garage." So we actually had to put them in the garage and write a, a bike lock around it. Now I had two bikes. I got the BMX bike. And uh, my dad was picking up, picking me up from um, my friend's house, uh, Adam's house, and my brother, <laughs> me, and my brother, and Adam were sitting in the bed of my dad's truck, as, as you did in the eighties. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we're coming down our street, and all of a sudden, these two kids are riding away. On my, I'm pretty sure on my bikes. I'm like, Dad, those are my bikes. He's like, Are you sure? He goes to the, you know, to our house. Sure enough, the garage door is open. The like the lights blinking. And he goes, Brian, get out. So my brother jumps out of the back of the car. He's like, just go in the backyard. My dad turns around. We chase him. Or we can't find him at this point. And we think we see a guy in the distance on a bike. So my dad goes, chases after him. But it's not them. We're like, crap. And now we're coming. Actually, Alex, it's right over where you guys live. We're behind. um, Like where Grocery Warehouse is and all those stores over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're behind, and all of a sudden, we're so re- you're only supposed to make a right on Harbor Boulevard. Left, you're going against traffic, and you're going to hit where you guys were at. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we he sees him. So my dad goes against traffic on Harbor Boulevard, honking his horn. And my dad had the air horn added to his little <laughs> shitty Dotson truck. <laughs> the one kid just drops the bike. And my dad's like, get out. And Adam and I jump out of the bike. We secure that. And then my dad chases him through the parking lot. Over there, like right through right where your area is, Alex. And I guess the guy was looking back at my dad, and he didn't uh, just didn't see a wall coming. He hit right into a wall. And then That's awesome. Dropped the bike, hopped over the uh, the fence, and my dad retrieved that bike. And then from that point, we had to keep the bikes in the backyard, locked up, and he built a special shed just to house them. It was pretty bad. But yes. Jesus. And then like twenty years, I kept on kept those bikes forever. And then finally, I was like, all right, I got to get rid of these bikes. I put them in front of my house. Free. Someone take them. No one would take them. <laughs> and then finally they were gone. I came home and I was like, thank God. And then like an hour later, some lady came. She's like, oh, um, I just want you to know, I'm the one who took those bikes, but I couldn't take them for free. <laughs> I had to give you some money. And she gave Aww. me $50. I was like, 
Uh, you just can't get rid of these bugs. Yeah. Garden Grove versus Jorba Linda. It was a big difference. <laughs> so, yeah. Some days you just can't get rid of a bike. Yeah. Well, that's my long story. So I got my one bike got stolen two different times and got it back both times. Nice. And then uh, also, sorry, making this really long. The same day that bike was stolen the first time, my, my friend Adam and uh, Michael came over. They heard your bike got stolen. So they came over here to kind of comfort me because that's all we had at that time, right? Were bikes. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, all right, well, but then they were kind of dicks. They're like, oh, we're going to go right around. <laughs> like, <fuckers>. <laughs> <laughs> they were over on Harbor at that. Remember that fish store across from Target? Um, anyway, they had their bikes in front of the store, went in real quick, came out, bikes were gone. So all three of us got our bikes stolen oh, yeah, the exact yeah. same day. Sounds like there was like a bike ring or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. It was bad that time. I remember Brian got a really nice bike, and he was afraid to ride it anywhere because it was just like, it's going to get, every time I turn my head, someone's going to take my bike. (laughs) All right. Rant over. All right, let's rate it. Don't steal bicycles, kids. Yeah, don't. Don't, especially the shiny and chrome ones. That's the ones they love. Shiny and chrome. Okay, so as usual, we're going to rate this on a scale of 1 to 7. 1 being absolute garbage, 7 being perfection. Scott, tell us why this movie's a 7. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I already told you, like, all, all the notes that I took on this. Just every scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I wanted to give this a 4 just because it all the ridiculousness, but I can't do it. Because, like, <laughs> I think, Jeff, when you said that this movie was dog shit... I don't think you're far off there. <laughs> uh, this is not a good movie. Um, but, you know, like I said, 12-year-old me plus just some of the decisions they made in this and the bike dancing. Uh, almost give it a four, but it's giving it a three for me. Okay. Uh, I will give this a four based totally on nostalgia. Like, this, this movie has not... All it is, I just... It's all BMX and freestyle bikes again. That's it. And that was enough for me. They could have done a terrible movie, which they did. And I'm still going to give it a four. So, mm-hmm. And seeing uh, Adrian do her thing was pretty awesome, I guess. <laughs> Alex. Mm. I'm going to give this... Yeah. I'm going to give this a three. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit too bland. It's not... It's not a movie that's so bad that it's good. Should be called Bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't think I'm ever watching this again. So. <laughs> no, I won't watch it again either, but still. Yeah. It's a three. All right. All right, so now we're getting to our crossover list, which is what, Scott? So, crossover list is Top 5 Underdog. All right. I hope that's your list. That's my list. (laughs) Yeah, same. All right. Uh, Number five is uh, something from my childhood. Um, This could have been a lot of different movies, but I'll I'll make this my number five because I happen to be in the sequel. Oh, Uh, boy. So, uh, and that would be The Mighty Ducks. Oh, okay. Uh, This was like the quintessential underdog movie that I saw as a kid. Um, it's kind of hard to separate underdog movies from sports movies. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, they're kind of the same thing. 
Yeah, still still quotable. Uh, I still like to give like people like Jeff that are hockey fans shit, like asking if somebody was can. Alex, I'm sure you do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Asking about the flying V. <laughs> it's unbeatable. Why did you guys yeah, do? Yeah, and knuckle pucks. And are the are the finish really that evil? It wasn't the finish. It was uh, Icelanders. That's in the sequel, though. In the sequel, yeah, yeah. yeah this one was just, just the rich kids. Yeah. The cake eaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a Minnesota thing. Yeah. Boy. All right. So, Mighty Ducks, number five. All right. Uh, Alex, number five. Uh, my number five is a bit strange because... Both the people in this are kind of the underdog, and it's Seinfeld, the big race episode. Oh, the big race. The big race. Now, they think that what's Race of Jerry. (laughs) That uh, what's-his-face is the underdog because he got beat in high school when they're redoing the race in present time, but it's kind of Jerry is actually the underdog because he's not really that fast. He's just jumped the gun and nobody noticed. So you can kind of uh, you can kind of flip it. Each one is there's two underdogs and there's two people in this race. Okay. Uh. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> Yay. Uh, my number five is also the Mighty Ducks. Um, yeah. Quack. 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 And uh, Dawson himself doing the trip. Do- <laughs> doing the triple deke, or doing the triple deke at the end of the movie, or uh, other words, uh, stick handling, or, um, or, or the guy <laughs> that's also not Dawson, Vanderbeek. Uh, what? No, the guy from the from the Hawks. The guy was that the other team. James, James Vanderbeek is not in this. <laughs> I know. We well, said the other guy, from, not Dawson's Creek. I don't know what's going on from. Banks, the guy that got traded because I thought, of you, said, the, uh, I thought you said Dawson. The district Dawson's lines. Creek. Anyway, I said the guy from Dawson's Creek. Oh, I had never watched it. Okay. <laughs> Apologies. Um, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Emilio Estevez. That movie is not terrible. The hockey team's terrible, but they're they're not terrible. All right, Scott, number four. Okay, number four. Um, Going with sports again. Uh, a little known comedy known as Caddyshack. Um, Noise. In this case, the underdog is the uh, the one of the titular caddies, uh, Danny, uh, as he tries to win it's the money for a scholarship against the, the club. Champions, pros, I don't know what the hell to call them at that point. But uh, it is an underdog story about the the underclass taking it to the to the rich. So Mm-hmm. And Bill Murray's been funny. Gattishak, yeah. number four. What about yeah, Bill Murray himself? Cinderella story. <laughs> I'm at the Dalai Lama, so I got that going for me. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. <laughs> oh rat farts. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is the water boy, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> yep, 
nobody thinks he can do nothing, so they they make him just do uh, being a water boy. Turns out the Fonz discovers that he can. He's a tackling. He's a sacking machine. There's some compliments of Captain Insano. Mm-hmm. Abdullah Ablangada. <laughs> That's right. And you could say that that uh, the coach is also like the underdog, like pretty much the whole team. Kicker. And yeah. then Bobby Boucher just pulls them together. This needle dick tells him, you're the heart and soul of this team, Bobby. Yeah. Oh, no, we suck again. <laughs> you going to finish that, Jimmy? <laughs> Clint Howard just grabs a hot dog <laughs> from what's-his-face, Jimmy, what, what are, what's his last name? We saw him last night. What the fuck's going on? The announcer with, like, silver hair. What? The Jim- football. Jim Nance? <laughs> Joe Buck? Not Joe Buck. They were all at the big table with Strahan and Firestorm. Oh, Jimmy Johnson. Thank you. Jimmy Johnson. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do that guy. Firestorm. <laughs> Broke hey, yeah, Bobby Boucher. Yeah. Bo- Bobby Boucher. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number four is another hockey movie and uh, based on a true story. Miracle. Miracle. USA Hockey, 1980. Beating the Soviets. USA. Awesome. One of my favorite sports stories of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah, a miracle could save us against the Soviets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> miracle. <laughs> Move that miserable piece of shit. <laughs> Still a great line. Uh, Alright, well we did a whole episode of the Miracles so I won't go any further, so let's go on to number three Scott okay. Scott <laughs> Sorry. Number three, stepping away from sports for a second here uh, Just thing that popped in my head for this list uh, Kung Fu Panda Oh, nice uh, So, I mean Almost all the shit we talk about is technically underdog stuff Star Wars, for sure Which is not on my yeah. list Mm-hmm. Uh, amongst others, um, but Kung Fu Panda, everybody is is not necessarily against him, but is not taking him seriously. No one expects him to do anything at all. Oh, uh, Shifu's definitely against him. Yeah. So, in and then spoilers in the end, he, he turns it around. Uh, and it's 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 a lot of fun. It's probably DreamWorks best movie, I think. Yeah. Um, so Kung Fu Panda, number three. All right. Well, Alex. Dreamworks Animation, sorry. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Alex, number three. Uh, my number three, back to sports, with uh, 300. <laughs> sports? <laughs> Isn't it? No. Uh, no. Not just the movie, but historically. Yeah, the Battle of the Hot Gates. With uh, everybody in the... And like, has heard of the three hundred Spartans, but you know they there was more than three hundred people there, fighting you know the millions of Persians and the giant army that they had, but still impressive nonetheless, and uh, they end up losing. Yeah, I blame Faramir. He had a chance <laughs> to prove his worth, and he didn't. He hunched over and sold out the Spartans to Xerxes and. <laughs> Yep. It wasn't Faramir. 
Who was that? <laughs> it was the the hunchback. Yeah, but but Faramir is also in the. He's like he's like the narrator of the story, right? Yeah. Something? Okay. Leonidas tells him to hightail it so he can tell the tale. That's right. And then he tells Cersei, "You will not enjoy <laughs> this." <laughs> All right, uh, my number three um, is a movie about the Cleveland Indians, Major League. Nice. Yep. No, yes, yeah. sir. They, uh, yeah, they're underdogs. They suck. The owner's trying to have the worst record in sports or in, in baseball so she can relocate the team to Miami or something like that. And, uh, yeah, the team who'd starts who'd to win. team in Florida. <laughs> the team starts to win in spite of her. And then they go all the way to win the pennant by beating the damn Yankees. And they were stealing signs left and right, probably. <laughs> Should have got the live chicken. All right, that's my number three. Scott, number two. All right, number two. Uh, I I struggled a little bit with this, not because the the first part of it, but which number? So I settled on Rocky Four. No, uh, I mean honestly, the first Rocky's like the ultimate underdog story. <laughs> exactly, but that was too obvious. Um, so I went with four because he's fighting not just. Uh, Dolph Lundgren, who in real life is pretty scary, uh, but just, just dwarfs uh, Sylvester Stallone. But he's not only fighting him, but he's fighting Russia and communism, too. Yeah. Uh, as one plucky American. And uh, <laughs> don't think Sylvester Stallone's ever been called plucky before. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and you you. You go into it not knowing if he's going to win or not. Yeah. 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 So, and, it, and uh, yeah, it's it's a movie about how we're all just people. We're all roided up, greased up and ready to go. <laughs> people. People. And Scott, if you can change, and I, I can, can change. change. We alls can change. <laughs> we all. We alls can change. <laughs> So that's my number two, Rocky Four. Okay, Scott, Alex, number two. My number two is Daniel Larusso, that boy from Reseda, <laughs> Karate Kid. <gasps> I thought you were saying my cousin Vinny. All right, sweet. <laughs> nope, <laughs> Karate Kid. Yep, trains in karate from a book in the YMCA, gets his ass kicked. I think it's a real teacher. Uh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That was the crank kick. Sorry. That's right. That was the music crescendo for the crank kick. Johnny yeah. sells that kick. He does. He does. Nice, Alex. Same as my me. My number two is the Karate Kid, Daniel LaRusso. Little... Punk from Jersey who picks fights and tortures all his classmates, steals a guy's girlfriend, still becomes the hero. <laughs> and he's Italian, which is the worst of all. <laughs> <laughs> Jeebus. Makes an awkward relationship with an old man. Mm-hmm. Go fishing. Has Dude. him strip down to his underwear and stand on one leg in the water. There's a lot of painting. A lot Waxing. of painting. Waxing on and waxing off. Yeah, wax off a lot. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Daniel LaRusso. Daniel LaRusso's going to fight? All right. Alex, Scott, oh, whoever, go with your number one. I'm tired. <laughs> Miyagi-do. Uh, Miyagi-do. Uh, number one is Karate Kid. All right. Everything we said in Pat Marina. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about John Kreese? And John Kreese. Yeah. Of the Cobra Kai. You can push old man, but I like that. Still I doing like commercials as John Kreese. I would be too. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, number one. My number one is Rocky. Rocky one. It's fantastic. Yep. I Paul agree. Creed is being loud. It's like, oh, let's let's give some nobody a chance. Italian stallion. Yeah, basically because of his name. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Then he ends up getting his ass kicked. He still wins, but he went the distance. No, he's gone the distance with Creed before. I agree. Yeah. Number one for me is Rocky One. Uh, maybe the obvious choice, but it's the right choice. Sorry, yeah. Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, it, seems, um, it seems I'm outvoted here. <laughs> I thought about having all the Rocky movies on my list. <laughs> Even when he's the heavyweight champion, he's still the underdog. <laughs> um, but yeah, the first one, uh, yeah, the movie's just great. And yeah, he is a complete nobody. He's a bum. Trains, doesn't win. He loses, like Alex said, but yeah, he, he doesn't even have a locker. He just I, has a hook. I, I, I like more than anything as an underdog story not that he winds up you know taking on this guy and not getting his ass kicked but that the whole underdog is like just he's a loser he starts the movie he's a loser yeah, he's and he's uh, able to beat the odds and pull his life together I think is the, the larger thing and that's mm-hmm. that's what makes it so great yeah he's a he's an arm breaker he's collecting money from people who aren't paid yeah he's a total he's, he's a, a bum a, yeah exactly. yeah He's got two turtles, though. Cuff and Link. I think they're still alive. Those are his real turtles, and I think they're still alive. Because turtles live forever, I think. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah they, they're like tortoises or something? Holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll yeah. outlive all of us. Yeah. Not that dog, though. <laughs> Butkus? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Butkus. Or Polly. <laughs> <laughs> or Polly. <laughs> Or Adrian. Oh. Oh. I might be anyone. Like, I'll be like you, Rock. <laughs> Remember when I told you I wanted to be you? I take it back. Yeah, we lost Apollo as well. We lost everybody. Have you seen the last movie? Or there's a new one coming out, right? Oh, I yeah. saw. I've seen both Creeds. I I enjoyed both of them. Yes. I liked the first one more than the second one. But... Yeah, I haven't seen either Creeds. You should. The first one because really I like Rocky Balboa. Yeah, and I think he's even better than that. But yeah, they're good. The only one that's really bad is Rocky Five. You know, I've only seen it once at a drive th- drive-in. I should watch it again. It's two two's kind of tough, just because they basically throw out everything that made the first one great out the window. Like, and then it just turns into like blockbuster fare. But Carl mm. Weathers is great, so who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely one of the least. Yeah, I usually watch. Uh, I mean, if I'm gonna be honest, if I'm gonna put on a Rocky movie, it's gonna be three or four, just because it's just fun to watch. Where the first one is as good as it is, it's not that fun to watch. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's rough, uh, especially the end of that date. The date rape scene. <laughs> yeah, yeesh. yeah, it's a little. 
little collar pulling there. <laughs> uh, yeah. And four, we always said has the double montage. So it goes it goes from montage into montages. I know. It goes from it's montage. Natalia Mo- Sharer mom shows up and says, "You can't win the race." And then montage. <laughs> uh-huh. You better take those SATs after you beat Drago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alright, uh, that's it. So, it's mm-hmm. time for Alex News Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, Jeff owes his dad a shitload of beers. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> what was the bet? Uh, a 30-pack for each game on NFL Sunday this week. Uh, <laughs> you lost both? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, his dad picked the favorites, and Jeff took the underdogs. Yeah. <laughs> Appropriate for for episode today. You get, get, and boy, get, did he lose. Getting your pops only the finest MGD. Yeah. Who <laughs> won the losers? <laughs> no, they lost. I made double uh, double or nothing on the Super Bowl, but we'll see because I don't I don't even know if there's a there's four thirty packs of MGD left in the state. So yeah, one hundred twenty beers. Nobody can drink that much. <laughs> Uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, the chefs and the 49ers going to the Super Bowls. At least it's not the Patriots, right? Am I right? That's definitely that's 100 percent accurate. Yes, yep. yes. You are All right. right. <laughs> it's time for Neam News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Still but... alive, by the way. <laughs> okay, so only a couple things to, to talk about here. <laughs> For me, anyway. Uh, so the Morbius trailer hit. Oh, yeah. Which, I don't think... This is not a property that anybody was clamoring for, but uh, it's got Jared Leto being Jared Leto. Uh, mm-hmm. It looked all right. Uh, but more importantly, in the... I don't know if you call... I don't know if you call them thumbnails anymore. Whatever the still image is on the video uh, from one of the sites that I was looking at, in the background, you can see uh, some graffiti. There's like a like a a mural of Spider-Man, and somebody spray painted it over that murderer. Oh damn! So I thought. Oh yeah, I thought yeah, that was interesting. Can, yeah, I think you could see that in the trailer too. Oh, well, that's the but, I mean, he's walking by. It's like a right. Yeah, thumbnail was from the trailer. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see it before, but with the still image there, like it kind of zeroed in on it. It was hard not to. Um, so I wanted to talk more about that <laughs> real quick. So uh, Far From Home, the the way that it ends. Uh, so spoilers. Uh, spoiler alert for anybody that still hasn't seen Far From Home. But uh, uh, J.K. Simmons, the the great J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson, mm-hmm. uh, who's doing his like, InfoWars thing. Uh, basically reveals through uh, a video that um, uh, Mysterio had made framing Spider-Man for his own death uh, and then outing him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious to see how that all ties together. And that that officially means that Morbius is part of, like, the the MCU? I don't know how that works. Yeah. Like, I'm a little confused at this point, like, how the Spider-Man stuff is supposed to work. Because, uh, you know, like, Happy shows up and, and Captain America's doing the uh, the school safety whatever videos mm-hmm. uh, uh, as long as Sony keeps agreeing to uh, you know get paid yeah yeah 
So, yeah, Morbius looks okay. Uh, the other thing was a uh, second season of a show that I enjoyed was it last year or the year before. It's all a blur now. Um, but I, I had watched Sex Education on Netflix. Um, it's kind of a mostly kind of teen sex comedy um, that, that gets into some drama at points. And I just thought it was really well done. Um, it's kind of set in this kind of heightened world where all these characters are like really weird and it's set in this like idyllic little town and, and, and school, um, somewhere in England. Uh, but yeah, it was funny. I enjoyed it. Um, second season is out. Already watched the, the first few episodes and uh, still enjoying it. And, uh, yeah, I recommend it for anybody that, that hasn't seen, uh, seen it yet. That's looking for, um, I, so for the most part, it's lighter fare. But it does get kind of serious at points, but it does have a uh, couple of uh, great performances from, from a few notable actors and some that uh, I didn't know about before. So, uh, Sex Education, season two is out. Uh, Alex, anything you want to talk about? Uh, I just read that Dying Light 2, the video game, for those of you who don't know, uh, got in- delayed indefinitely. Yeesh. Yeah, because they're focusing on uh, some other project. They're trying to finish it up, but they don't know how long it's going to take. And uh, other than that, the real important news is that Cyberpunk 2077 has gotten delayed until September. I have nothing to live for. (laughs) Yes, you do. Nope. Cyberpunk. How many times did people complain? Why did they release this shit out so early? It looks like crap, and they have to patch it and patch it and patch it before it gets good. And CD Projekt Red is saying, you know what? We, we're very sorry, but we have to delay this game in order to make it really, really good. Like the best game we've ever made, ever. But Alex, I, the, the, you're missing an important <laughs> part to all this. Oh, yeah? Which is that I want it now. <laughs> I want to hook that shit to my veins. Uh, to wait till September. Jeez. Mm-hmm. In a way, this is this is a good thing because I've been slowly trying to talk myself into to buying an expensive new computer, which at this point I absolutely do not need. But if Cyberpunk <laughs> had, had come yeah. out, I'd have been like, well, Cyberpunk would run better on a new computer. <laughs> but now that it's September, I might save myself some money in the long run. This is all I'm saying. Yeah. Like the today's computers probably be cheaper in six months. Still, though, that probably. might as well be like eight years from now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Along with that, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake also got delayed a bit. Uh, and some other stuff. All the Who cool cares? kids are delaying their games these days. Yeah. yeah. All these companies want to make good games all of a sudden. Nah. <laughs> so, seven, I, the latest stuff I've seen from the seven Remake does make me want to play it. Yeah, I'm, looks I'm a whore. Looks I will. Yeah. This will be technically fourth or fifth time I bought this. So <laughs> why not at this point? Mm-hmm. I've already any any shred of uh, discipline or or dignity's been given away a long time ago for the series. So I might as well. There you go. All right, uh, Jeff. Anything you wanted to go over? Yeah, a couple things. Um, I have to bring up something Star Wars. 
Uh, by the way, little Anakin, he was a uh, uh, in the pod racing scene. He was probably an underdog. No, yeah, little Earthlings yeah. out of his oh, mind. Yeah, so pretty much every Star Wars protagonist must have is Jedi reflexes. Yeah, I know. Ray, Luke, Anakin, but he gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, the new ride, the Rise of Resistance ride, opened at Disneyland, which we think we talked about before, or was about to open up, and Alex has been on it. We'll get into that, but it's been out. It's opened up on like three days since we were recording, and uh, yeah, you have to get to the park before opening, and as soon as it's eight a.m., you have to log onto the app and reserve a spot, and then within three minutes, they're all sold out. Yep. So hopefully this is just the new thing and all the locals are getting there, going there and getting this over with. Because if not, if this lasts for a while, that's going to stink. And it's, I don't know where it's just a dangerous route this is taking us for uh, amusement parks. But so yeah, you have to like get, you have to be scanned into the park. And once it officially opens, which is 8 a.m., then you can scan in. So people, that opening day, people were there like at four in the morning or something. I think uh, Leah yeah. said the other day. And like, they were just hanging out on Main Street for four hours. First of all, I can't believe Disney let people in at that early, but I know that's crazy. <laughs> and then, they were selling stuff out in the carts. I can't believe it. Um, that's true here. <laughs> churros, churros here. <laughs> um, yeah, and so you just see people. There was videos online of people just recorded of everyone on Main Street at eight a.m. trying to get in. You'll see people like yay, and then so you get a number between one and like one hundred and twenty or something. And then if you get like a later number, like okay, well, I'm glad you got here at seven. Come back at. 9 p.m. because that's when you get to go on the ride. So it's it's mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds pretty insane. I I can't imagine this is a long term thing because yeah, it'd be one thing if even the locals couldn't do it. Imagine some family paying thousands of dollars yeah to come and not being able to go on this ride. Like I'm sure yeah, Disney's gonna have to like put up with like hundreds of those complaints every day. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think it's go for a few weeks. I mean, I don't know how how it's still working at Walt Disney World if it's slowing down or not because they've already been had the ride for a couple months now. Um, but yeah, if, if you they don't want the long line, but if you make it a long line, people will not it'll, somehow people will just cap it out themselves by going, okay, I'm not standing in line for four hours, but if you really wanted to, you could or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Uh, as a pass holder myself, I want to go, but. Ugh, so I, maybe we'll wait a couple of weeks, and if not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Jeff, I've, 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 I, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. I don't think you're that much of a passhole. I know. <laughs> I heard that's a term that cast members give passhole, like they're passholes because they <laughs> expect everything. And blah, blah, blah. well, when you drop that kind of money, so family coming in drops yeah. that kind of money too. No, like no, they, no. no, I, I, no, I, I can't imagine that sense of entitlement of like, yeah. You know what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Then the other thing I was just after, uh, watching. Um, so you guys, I think I mentioned the Fat Man on Batman podcast before with Kevin Smith. And uh, it's changed forms a lot over the years. But the last few years, it's been with Mark Bernardin. And then recently, they changed the name to Fat Man Beyond. Because I guess they can't. Because <laughs> A, Kevin Smith lost a lot of weight. But also, I think it's because they can't. They're afraid of using the Batman and getting in trouble for copyright reasons. But Kevin Smith's been gone uh, promoting his new movie, so um, now it's called Black Man Beyond because Mark Martin's black and he's the only one on it, so he's named it whatever he wants, which is pretty funny. <laughs> um, but he had us two two of his guests this week were um, 
God, I don't even know their real names. Uh, basically, Starbuck and Six from Battlestar Galactica. The actresses, Ooh. Katie Sackoff. And, Katie, yeah, Katie Sackoff and, and uh, Trisha Helfer. Alf. Yeah. Um, so if you guys know, I, I love Battlestar Galactica, but it was pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it was pretty hilarious. So he was bringing, he's asking them, like, you know, he's bringing up the normal nerd news and asking them what they know. And it's, it was just hilarious because he's like, you guys fire five. Firefly fans here, <laughs> and then like Trisha is like, "Well, I was going out with Nathan Fillion when they were making Firefly," <laughs> and then the Starbuck goes, "Well, that's her this time because last time I was on, you kept asking about Lord of the Rings and Star Trek, and I had just broke it up with Carl Urban." And it's like these girls all date everybody. I just it was nerd. I just as the nerd in me, <laughs> Starbuck going out with uh, Judge Dredd and uh, McCoy. McCoy, yeah, it was just pretty hilarious. And then that she's yeah. going out with Fillion, which I don't remember his character's name from Firefly. Malcolm. Malcolm. But yeah. the thing he brought up was I guess there's they're kind of in talks to maybe kind of bring back Firefly in some form. Fox mm. said they're open to the idea. I well of course they did. So um I, I think Disney, I think Disney plus that shit. Yeah. At minimum they are releasing some new novels that are being um produced by Joss Whedon. So there's that that's coming. Well, Tr- Tr- Trisha Helfer is potentially on, on the know for a lot of super nerdy shit because she she does a lot of uh, voice work. Uh, well, I don't know how much she does these days, but she did Kerrigan in StarCraft to mm-hmm. which is a huge role. She yeah. also did uh, Edie in uh, Mass Effect 2 and 3. So, Mass Effect 2 and 3, that was probably a, like a one-off, but who knows... With, with all that Blizzard stuff, yeah, she could be like already f- like recorded roles for StarCraft three or something. We don't, we would never know. Just tossing yeah. it out there since we're getting really nerdy here. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I thought that'd be kind of cool if there's if anything there's novels, uh, but it'd be nice to see some of these. But I don't know, they're all got their own thing going on now, and they're a lot older. And everyone keeps oh, an Alan Tudyk schedule. I'm like, but yeah, he died, so I don't know how they bring him back, right? Unless they do a whoa. I remember this correctly, right? He gets stabbed in the... Yeah, spoilers, he does. Yeah. So. He's not the only character that dies. But also, I think, didn't Ron Glass die in real life? Oh, there you go. That's kind of sad if that happened. (laughs) Yeah. Looking it up. He did die. (laughs) Okay. He he died uh, back in... Yeah, a few years ago. Well, there you go. There's my news I got from another podcast. (laughs) <laughs> well, good, good on you for giving credit, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, see, I mean, I, yeah, it's the podcast left, and it's uh, the and that's another thing I was telling uh, Laura was I was like, this is this is Starbuck and Six from Battlestar. She's like, oh, this is more nerd shit. I'm like, yeah, but shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I want I want to give credit to that show too because uh, nowadays and rightly so they're you know they're getting more females in these roles that we like. But back then I was like, yeah, Starbuck was the the main good guy and sick was the main bad guy. Progressive man, bad BSG. Yeah, right. There it is. And yeah. Edward James almost was an old Mexican. <laughs> still <laughs> is. is. <laughs> he sure shit still is. Stays yeah. stays in character. Oh man! By the way, my, I don't know if you guys ever watched Entourage, but there is one scene where uh, Vince, the main character, is sitting down, and oh, who is that girl from? Um, Black Dark Angel. Who's that lady? Who's the girl uh, from 
Alba. Just, yeah, Jessica Alba. Yeah. She sneaks up behind him and puts her hands over the face like goes, guess who? And she's supposed to be his co-star in a movie. And he reaches up and he feels her face and he goes, Edward James Olmos. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, that's it. Anything else? Right, that sounds like we're, we're yep. good. Super Bowl. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Red. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.